0: You're listening, listening to Hold That Thought.
1: From Arts and Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Louis Wall is no stranger to women's health issues. He's an obstetrician-gynecologist and an anthropologist. And for decades, he's conducted research, often in developing countries, on health issues like the injuries that can arise from prolonged labor, So, as you might expect, Dr. Wall is totally comfortable talking about women's reproductive health. However, for the rest of us, that's not always true. Think about even the most basic monthly occurrence, a woman's
0: period. I suppose if I asked most American women, when was the last time you sat down and had a good heart-to-heart talk about menstruation with the men in your life, that there wouldn't be an awful lot of conversations about that. It's it's often an awkward subject between males and females uh, at any age.
1: As you may have experienced before, this is true in the United States, but it's even more pronounced in places like Ethiopia, where Dr. Wall has worked in recent years. There, the taboos around women's periods are deeply ingrained in the culture.
0: Ethiopian culture makes this something that is is not discussed. The Ethiopian Orthodox religion has a lot of restrictions on menstruating women, very similar to what's found in Orthodox Judaism. They're excluded from religious activities and so on. Uh, so it's a shameful, personal, and embarrassing part of life in many cultures, and it's just more so.
1: This taboo isn't just about men and women talking about periods. Even between mothers and daughters, in many cases, this is something that's just not talked about. Especially in rural areas, young women in Ethiopia can face their first periods and have no idea what's happening to them. They also don't have access to sanitary materials, in many cases. Now it's hard enough to think about going through this at home, but imagine trying to go to school under these circumstances.
0: The problem is that uh, Ethiopian girls, particularly in rural areas, don't have menstrual hygiene products and so when their period comes on they skip school and over time it puts them behind their class, they have embarrassing accidents in the classroom, they get teased, they drop out of school, and it's it's a real barrier to educating girls and women in that part of the world.
1: It's pretty easy to see right away how this would be a major problem for young women in Ethiopia who are trying to get an education. But as Dr. Wall sees it, it's also a problem for the country as a
0: whole. That's 50% of your brain power. You can't ignore 50% of your brain power if you're going to succeed as a country.
1: One woman who experienced this firsthand is named Frawini Mabratu. Mabratu grew up in rural northern Ethiopia, the youngest daughter of eight children. Her mother never told her about periods, and neither did her four older sisters. So, like many young women where she grew up, she and her friends were confused and embarrassed when they reached adolescence. Mabratu was able to come to the U.S. for college, where she earned a degree in chemical engineering. But she always wondered about the young women back home. When she eventually returned to Ethiopia, she realized that not much had changed. So she decided to do something about it. Something pretty amazing.
0: So she designed a locally produced, environmentally friendly, reusable menstrual pad, got it patented in Ethiopia, managed to get a $150,000 loan and built a factory to produce these things.
1: This factory, it also employs young women and gives them health insurance, something that not many companies do in Ethiopia. It was after Mabratu laid all this incredible groundwork that she crossed paths with Dr. Wall last year. At the time, he was living and working in Ethiopia as a Fulbright scholar.
0: I heard about her through friends at the medical school at Mekelle University. And when I finally met her and saw the product, uh, I was hooked.
1: Dr. Wall and his wife, Helen, immediately decided to help Frawini in any way that they could. Because even with her education and her patent and her simple, ingenious idea to help Ethiopian women, the connections and assistance of a person like Dr. Wall could prove very helpful.
0: In some ways, I I hate to say it, but as a woman in Ethiopia, although she's talking as loudly as she can, her voice is not always heard. And so I I was a doctor and a male who had the ear of people she'd been trying to get pay attention to her and together we managed to uh, convince them this was really something that they needed to take seriously.
1: The efforts of Mabratu, Wall, and officials at the university came together in a new not-for-profit organization. It's based here in St. Louis and it's called Dignity Period. You can find them at dignityperiod.org.
0: It's a 501c3 tax-exempt organization to help fund this product and this project. And we got the ear of the president of Mckelley University, Dr. Kendea Gebra-Haywat, and got him on board. And so we have a three-way partnership now. She makes the pads in the factory. We purchase them at cost through the charity. They are going to be distributed through the university as one of its uh, community service uh, projects, and we hope to expand uh, throughout the whole Tigray region and then, ultimately, uh, throughout Ethiopia.
1: This university connection will benefit not only younger girls trying to get an education, but also women who have already made it to the university.
0: At the university, there are 33,000 students at Mekelle University. Most of those are first-time college attendees. They've come from rural areas. About 40% of them are female, and and they are not affluent. They're rural girls who are getting an education, and the university students have many of the same challenges. So one of the things we want to do is make sure that the university students are also supplied with products so that those girls who have really gotten into the top tier of education can finish their studies and and contribute.
1: The partnership between the university Mabratu and Wall also goes beyond manufacturing and distributing the pads. Remember Dr. Wall is an anthropologist by training in addition to being a medical doctor. So he and the rest of the team, most of whom are actually based in Ethiopia, have practical knowledge about how to best learn about and work within Ethiopian culture.
0: Anthropologists want to know the local rules so they don't break them and uh, then figure out what rules might be changed. We have just completed a large Uh, ethnographic survey of Tigray using the medical anthropologists at McKellie University. We've done hundreds of interviews about menstrual beliefs, attitudes, and hygienic practices. So we try to understand what's actually going on in the community so we can tailor an education and distribution. Uh, scheme in accordance with local beliefs and values. And we're just starting to analyze that information now. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Now, hopefully after hearing all this, you want to learn more or maybe even contribute. The good news is you can. Go to dignityperiod.org for more information. Just a few dollars goes a long way.
0: Um, We could certainly use everybody's support we're putting together uh, a kit that includes four of these locally produced reusable, rewashable menstrual hygiene pads with two pair of underwear and will include two bars of soap as a way to get started with, with the other issues. They should last uh, 18 months. And the cost is $4. So if you can imagine transforming a girl's life for 4 bucks, that's cheaper than some of the bad coffee you can get at American coffee bars. <laughs> so we appreciate your support.
1: Many thanks to Lewis Wall for joining Hold Bad Thought. For more information, be sure to visit dignityperiod.org. To subscribe to Hold That Thought and hear more of our podcasts, please visit holdthatthought.wustl.edu. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, prx.org, and all of those places you can subscribe. Or if you just want to keep up with the latest, find us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Claire Navarro. Thanks for listening.